0: Captain, our computer is picking up a strange signal.
1: I don't want any baloney, magic tricks, or psychological mumbo-jumbo. Errors in time and space.
0: And welcome to an episode, the first episode of Liminal Unlimited. Uh, my name is Kyle Thatcher.
1: I'm Jennifer Thatcher.
0: And we are experts in absolutely
1: nothing. nothing.
0: Absolutely nothing. Um, we we hold no PhDs. We are not physicists. We uh, are not uh, professional television paranormal investigators. Sadly, we um we we have no special anything, no special uh. There, don't
1: sell yourself short, honey.
0: <laughs>
1: You're very special.
0: Well, in a different way. <laughs> um, but what we are is we are two people who are very interested in the weird things of the world, and. Uh, You know, everybody does, there's there's ghost podcasts, there's cryptid podcasts, there's all kinds of different podcasts. What we wanted to do was when we thought about it, we said, well, you know what, there's actually a lot of overlap here with kind of, uh, it's not brand new. Uh, The idea has been around for a while, but it's really starting to take on steam and it's something that I'm very interested in. And I think Jenny's very interested in. And that is uh, the idea that a lot of the paranormal events that occur uh, that you hear about reported um, have some aspect to them uh, with interdimensionality or alternate realities or, you know, other paranormal phenomena. And then, oh, and it just so happens that, oh, some UFOs showed up too and oh a cryptid showed up out of nowhere and oh and then somebody saw a ghost you know and these things have this weird tendency to overlap and the more and more and more that I hear these stories and I read about these subjects the more I'm starting to think that most of them have some weird level of quantum physics interdimensionality that is actually kind of behind it
1: And I agree (laughs) with everything you just said.
0: Dynamite drop in, Jenny. (laughs) Dynamite.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so that's the kind of things we're going to be talking about on this show. Um, A little bit of everything, but definitely weird, interdimensional, unexplained happenings.
0: And I wish uh, you guys listening could see Jenny right now because I'm getting like definite Princess Leia vibes looking at her with... (laughs) Her cans on. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, what? <laughs>
0: the headphones, honey. The headphones. Oh, oh,
1: oh Those cans. Okay, gotcha. Well,
0: so, so why don't we start off uh, with what are we talking about? Yeah. When so we I thought say we could liminal,
1: start off by talking about what liminality means. What? Yeah, what are liminal spaces? Because if
0: you said this to an architect, they'd be like, what is this, a podcast about hallways?
1: Right. Well, <laughs> hallways may be involved. So, liminal spaces, liminality, it's a term first used by Arnold Van Gennep, who was... Gnapp? Gennep.
0: Did he own a GNU?
1: <laughs> I'm a GNU. <laughs>
0: Don't get us copyright strike <laughs> the first time. I know that's an old song. It's an old kid's song, but don't get us...
1: Arnold Van Gennep, He was an ethnographer and folklorist. Um, and in the early 20th century, he was um, studying rites of passage. And he kind of coined the word, you know, or the phrase liminal spaces, liminality. It comes from the Latin word for doorway or threshold, limen, L-I-M-E-N. And basically, he explained it as like a transitional place or time. So, um, between phases of life or things like that, so birth, puberty, marriage, death, Things like that, the rites of passage, and in every rite of passage there's kind of a transition period where you're not in the place you were before, but you're not in the place you're going. You're not the person you were before, and you're not the person you're going to become. Um
0: fascinating.
1: Yes, it is. So when you think of liminality, liminal spaces, so being in a car or a train or a plane. You're not home, you're not where you started, you're not at your destination, you're kind of in that weird in-between place. Adolescence is a liminal time in a person's life where... So you're
0: just... It's the the space between here and someplace else.
1: Correct. Right. Um, elevators can be liminal spaces. Cause, and we have some stories about elevators and weird things that happen in them because... Nobody just goes to an elevator to be in there. It's taking you somewhere. And we're
0: not just talking about the video (laughs) of the guy that pees all over the buttons.
1: Yeah, Thinking
0: he's pranking the next person that comes through, and then all of a sudden he can't get off the elevator because he's completely shorted out the control panel. That's not not the elevator issue we're talking about.
1: No. (laughs) So liminal spaces have also, you know... People think of just kind of eerie places or places where there's no people. It's really quiet. It just feels strange or off. Um, or maybe you've stepped into another dimension. Um, you know, that space between wake and sleep where you're not quite asleep, not awake. And weird things happen there. So it's that in-between place or time or a feeling even.
0: Well, there's actually... Um, even just the idea of like empty hallways
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: you know, empty architectural spaces and everything. Right. That's like a big thing right An now. An empty there's,
1: school in the middle of summer.
0: There's like a big game right now, like a big, uh, online game right now that, you know, that's called the back rooms and it's all about you're being chased by weird shadowy creatures oh, yeah. around these mm-hmm. back hallways of some odd office building and things like that. And so it's kind of funny that there is a bit of an overlap between just the fact that those spaces creep people out and they just so happen to be the kinds of spaces, the kinds of everyday mundane spaces that can also end up leading you into alternate realities and parallel right. dimensions mm-hmm. and, you know, all of a sudden something happens out that takes you out of your ordinary day, something that you didn't expect, and you have a bit of a, you know, Twilight Zone esque episode. Right. So, um, should I start with the first uh, kind of story? I mean, yeah. on, on this podcast, we're going to get into uh, because we we kind of feel like it overlaps into so many. Uh, Paranormal topics, you know, that that there are these strange occurrences. So, you know, we're talking about events where, like, it's definite doorways. Somebody steps through into a parallel dimension or an alternate reality. But we're also talking about people meeting their doppelganger. Uh, We're talking about uh, events like um, the Mothman. You know, there were ultra-dimensionals that were reported around Point Pleasant at that time. We're going to uh, do an episode where we talk about Skinwalker Ranch, um, or the Philadelphia Experiment. Um, but also, the whole idea of why these events are so spooky, to me, is because they seem to be able to happen to regular everyday people in regular everyday places when they least expect it. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to be peppering in to our podcasts a lot of things we find on uh, blogs and on Reddit and things like that. Little stories, little odd occurrences that that kind of strike our fancy and think that we think fall into uh, these categories. But also as we're going to cover uh, towards the end of the episode, this first episode, um, things like ghostly phenomena, what would normally be attributed to ghosts, I think can sometimes actually be a small little dip of the toe into liminal space. Um, So would you like to start off with a story or should I start? How do you want to do it?
1: Start. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Let me let me bring up uh, bring up my cheat sheet here. So, uh, I was poking around on Reddit, and of course, I mean, there's a Reddit for everything, you know, and so they have a Reddit for parallel universes. And this very first one was a uh, a little story that was shared by a person that goes by the screen name. Odd Flawn 2454. Um, And it's titled Dream Universe. Now, you might think, oh, dreams are dreams and this and that. And, you know, how can you tie dreams to liminal spaces or alternate dimensions or any of this? Well, I've personally had some dream experiences and I understand the mechanics of lucid dreaming. I've had lucid dreams. But I've had some dreams where I was in a different life or a different reality from my own. And they were real, tactile. It wasn't like the mushy dream reality. Like, if anybody understands what I'm talking about, it's like when you're in a dream and... and For people who uh, have had a lucid dream here or there, and you begin to realize it's a dream, things are always kind of mushy. You can't really move as fast as you normally would. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: When you try to touch things or manipulate objects, it, it takes a lot of work and you can't quite handle it. It's almost like you're in a badly made video game. Right. To where the hand doesn't work right or, you know, and you try to run, but like your feet really don't go anywhere. It's all that odd dream mechanic. But I've been in dreams where I could feel the sand between my toes and I could run as fast as my legs could carry me. And yet I had a very clear knowledge that I was not me. I was someone else but yet it was still my consciousness. And so dreams for me, I think, can be liminal spaces because for as much as we'd like to think that we understand the biomechanics of dreams, there is so much of the brain that we don't know about yet. Oh,
1: absolutely. Mm -hmm.
0: So this story starts, Hey guys, I'm going to share an experience I had I don't know if this is the right place, but here it is. I was dreaming, and I clearly remember being in a similar place to Earth, but I remembered everything, and I tried to wake up, but I couldn't. So I went to my house, but everything was different, but the same. My mom still lived there, and so did all of my sisters and brothers. I walked in, and they all recognized me, but I told them it wasn't me it was me from a different universe, and they all seemed to understand. I waited till my other self came, and he did, but he was different, and he was actually a different skin tone. Similar hair, but the personality was different, and everything else, I think they mean some other things. I tried talking to him, and he said, everything's going to be fine. It'll be done in whatever time you leave. So, I stayed for a long time in that universe. Even my girlfriend was there dating that universe as me. My neighbors uh, were very kind and everything was okay till they gave me these contacts. And I started seeing swirling patterns, kind of like when people take DMT and they say they see different patterns. In that moment, I kind of knew I was going to leave that universe. So, I told everyone goodbye and that I love them. And that's when I passed out and woke up. But when I woke up, I was in another universe where I was in a coma. And we went home and I saw my girlfriend talking to her friends. And that's when I started to see the spiraling patterns again. And then I woke up. So the reason the story interested me because it's this idea that this person went to a very, very clear alternate earth like his brain if it was purely a dream his brain could have either very clearly made it a dream world or it would have been just like his regular daily life but this was so similar to his daily life that there are these clear little things that they could tell were off yeah, And that led them to have the feeling, wait a second, I'm not really home. Hmm. But they went, they found their house, their whole family's there, the neighbors are the same, their friends are the same, and they sit around, and they wait, and then the all, the other self from that world comes home. And what also kind of interested me is, yeah, it's very dreamlike, but the idea that somehow the people in this place that they went to in this dream understood what the person was going through like oh like as if it had happened before as if this wasn't odd to them right that other that uh, another person from some other world very very close to this one shows up huh. and they're like oh don't worry about it it's gonna it, it eventually you're going to go home it's okay and they're like oh okay you know, it's very odd when there's. Uh, I I think maybe maybe other people out there have had the experience, but I very rarely had an experience where somebody in a dream has come up to me and said, "Hey, don't freak out. This is all cool." <laughs> you know, it's as if there was like a a control mechanism. You know, right. and uh, and then the fact that they bounce to another. You know, I mean, it is a little classic dream within a dream, but the fact they bounce to another alternate place where they were in a coma
1: yeah that's uh, weird
0: of all things and then they wake up in the minute they get to the home in that world the process starts over and and they're going to snap out of it and wake up again
1: yeah that's very weird
0: yeah you know so i think there's something to that i think there's something to because there's been this study now about the fact that our brain the the consciousness, which we understand so little about, but some quantum physicists, researchers have come to a partial conclusion, a theory, that the thing that makes us who we are, our consciousness, which is kind of made up of, it's not just chemical reactions, it's electrical, it's all these different mechanisms inside of our brain it actually exists in a quantum field and they posit that that's why when you die and you're in, let's say you're in a hospital setting and you die in surgery or you've had an accident, you come into the emergency room and you die and then they perform CPR and they restart your heart and your brainwave patterns come back and you come back unless you've had like massive cell death in the brain to where it literally just mechanically can't make those connections anymore. You come back, you come back as the same person. Right. With the same personality, the same character, you know? And so the theory is that it, the consciousness exists in this quantum field that blinks somewhere else because of like the, um, you know, the, the quantum uh, entanglement theory, you know, that like you can have two things, connected over great distances, two particles, it blinks somewhere else and then the person's brought back to life and it blinks back in and you're you again. Yeah. So I think, is there a possibility that when you dream, part of that consciousness, that quantum field, slips to that other place?
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, then there's astral projection and all of that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you get to be your other self. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you think of that?
1: That's pretty weird. I mean, dreams for me, you know, I kind of have to chalk it up to being a dream. But I see where you're coming from. It's hard. I don't know. It's hard for me to see it as anything other than a dream. But I also just have really weird dreams and have never had like a super realistic dream. Like you have so yeah, but who knows? It's definitely weird and we definitely don't understand what dreams are and why we dream. There's so much we don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one, honey.
0: So yeah, so you know it kind of and that that's what we're talking about. We're talking about things that happen and and that could heck that could be just somebody's dream. you know but
1: there's something different there's something a
0: little when i read it there was something a little different to it and it made me think of that you know the ideas of quantum entanglement and quantum fields and you know um and and again i am not (laughs) disclaimer i am not a phd physicist
1: you keep saying quantum physics a lot.
0: Well, yeah, well, you know, for a guy like me, that's the catch-all now, right? It's all <laughs> yeah. quantum physics.
1: Right. I mean, how, you're
0: not mic How does a microwave work, Kyle? That's quantum, quantum physics, physics there, bud. <laughs> you're
1: not wrong. <laughs>
0: yeah, you push the buttons, you go beep, 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 quantum field, and bang, food's hot. <laughs> Science. He blinded me with science.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't get his copyright straight. We gotta, right. make, we gotta make that contract with Spotify first.
1: <laughs> My turn.
0: Yes, your turn. What do you got?
1: So I saw this on social media a few weeks ago.
0: <laughs> you, you can mention what Facebook. social. Yeah, you can mention what social media Face-based. platform. <laughs>
1: Uh, in a paranormal group that I'm in, and I thought this would be perfect. If you hear snoring, that would be our dogs, George and Lucy, who never leave my side. Yeah. So they're literally right A couple of,
0: couple of little fat and shadows. they're noisy.
1: They're a pug and a puggle. So they snore. Okay. So, I'm not a religious person, nor do I believe in paranormal stuff. But i have no explanation to what could have happened here's our story in the summer of 2021 one night our daughter disappeared within our home we called for her and she was not coming to us nor responding
0: caroline (laughs) caroline
1: we went to look for her in her bedroom that was the last place we heard her in she wasn't there went to the bathroom not there as well i asked my husband if he seen her and he said no had told him she wasn't in the bathroom nor her room and wasn't responding to me so he walked around the house calling for her and she was nowhere to be found we were both going around the whole house checking closets, under the bed, basement, cabinets all the spots we could think of we checked, and nothing so we are freaking out at this point my husband checked the doors and both were closed and locked but my husband still went outside to see if she could have gone outside very unlike her, but still better check just in case While he's out checking, I'm checking for any open windows. They were all closed and locked. My husband comes back. We are both majorly freaking out. I don't know how many times we looked around the whole house at this point, and we can't find her. We're about to call the police. A little girl from our community went missing a few weeks prior, so we were thinking the worst. While doing our last run around, running looking for her, we see her pop out of the hallway. She's looking at us, so confused. We immediately asked her where she was and told her we'd been searching and calling for her. And she said she was sitting down on her bed the whole time. She said she kept seeing us, going in and out, and hearing us call for her, but that we couldn't see or hear her when we were calling out for her. She said she was responding. She said she was just watching TV while seeing us looking for her and screaming out her name. But there's absolutely no way we both missed her sitting on the bed, nor not hear her call for us back. She even asked us why we couldn't see or hear her, but she was not there. It wasn't just me, but my husband as well. She was absolutely not there. Her story is consistent, and she's never changed it, so I doubt that she's telling us... I don't doubt that she's telling us the truth, but I just can't grasp or have an explanation to what happened that night. My husband and I were so freaked out that we all slept like sardines in our bed for a few weeks and kept our eyes on her like hawks. Hmm. So that freaks me out from both sides. Like, if I can't find my kid, obviously, that's terrifying. And then to have them just appear there, but then to be that kid and to see my parents running around calling for me and not able to see me or hear me—yeah, the, the first, horrifying.
0: The first thing that I think about is that that horrible prank.
1: Oh my god! Where they <laughs> they
0: put the sheet over the kid like they're gonna do this big magic magic trick trick, and they and they they tell him how you know how they're gonna make him disappear disappear. they're gonna make him invisible and they have the the pre uh they before they do the trick they take a picture
1: of the empty chair of the
0: empty chair with like the cousin or whoever standing next to it smiling putting like peace sign up and so then they Do the thing. They say the the mumbo jumbo over it, and they pull the sheet off, and they're like, everybody in the room reacts like the kid's gone. Mm -hmm. And at first, the kid is like, "Wow!" And then he sees the picture, and then the fact that everybody still is acting like he's not there, visible.
1: Oh, they lose their shit,
0: and he starts (laughs) freaking the f out.
1: Those kids. I've seen multiple videos Tra- and instant trauma oh yeah totally traumatized
0: <laughs> so i can't imagine if yeah. you if this happens and it's like for real yeah like the trauma of that kid i
1: know
0: of like i'm but i'm right here
1: but then the scary thing is like what if it happens again like they didn't do anything to make this happen why did it happen? It's
0: like she went into the upside down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then you hear about people, you know, other people who just vanish into thin air, disappear, never seen again. You know, people going on a walk and they walk around the corner. When the other person gets there, there's nobody there. Like, where do they go?
0: It adds a different level to that creepy poem that some people put on their, when they die and they get, they put it on the little prayer cards about like, I'm just in the other room. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe. (laughs) But yeah, that, I mean, that's, uh, that's kind of crazy. Like the idea that almost as if the parents woke up in like their own little pocket dimension. Yeah. Like one, and who, who actually disappeared? Like who, to the, they perceive that the daughter's gone, right?
1: Right, but she she thought she was there and she could still see them. She but could still why see them, but, you know. Yeah, something happened to separate them. It's,
0: it's almost as if the parents... It, it, going back almost to, like, the quantum field thing, it's almost like some something with, like, their consciousness maybe just got scrambled. hmm Like, when they woke up out of sleep and they they literally couldn't perceive that there was another person I don't think
1: they were sleeping they were
0: oh i maybe i no, just
1: they were just in the house she was watching tv and they were just they called for her and she wasn't responding oh. so they went looking for her but then in the comments other people were like oh my god this happened to me this one um person said that their parents lost their dog inside their house for 48 hours Tore the whole house up, made flyers, comes home from the grocery store and the dogs inside the house at the front door.
0: Well, we could them. never miss our dogs because I can hear them <laughs> I know. over the microphones very clearly right now.
1: Yes.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, of course, that's barring the the fact that, you know, kids can be little shits.
1: Well, that's true. Someone else commented, you know. Yeah, I did that once. I hid from my parents under the bed. I was, it was right hilarious. here. They were calling. I was right
0: here, mom yeah. and dad. What? Right.
1: So that's a possibility.
0: You know, and then mm-hmm. they wonder why they get you know left home alone like Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> well, that's a very cool story. I thought so. So, uh, the next one I have... Now, every episode we do is not going to be all just, like, us reading Facebook and Reddit posts. But for our initial episode, we thought this was a good introduction to, like, the various forms that these topics can take that we're going to talk about.
1: I love Reddit stories.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I mean you know... great. Um, yeah, you, know, you get some that are kind of, you know, way off the wall. But, um, so this is... Uh, this was posted by... A person going by Trash Panda, one triple nine triple six, and it's just titled "Weird Situation." So uh, they say, "Get ready for this one." My cousin and I have spent now. This this is one. I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this one. This is one that weirded me out because if this is true, then I don't know what's real okay, if this actually, on the hypothetical, that a Red, any Reddit post could be true, if this shit happened, what is reality?
1: Right. What
0: the fuck is going on? Okay. Okay. My cousin and I have spent our entire lives since the age of nine, confused as hell. Before that, so... Before they turned nine years old, from the ages of one to eight, before that, my mom, who he, this person's cousin, still calls mom, used to introduce us as twins because, well, we looked literally identical. Same hairstyles, eye colors, hair color, attitude, moodiness, everything. When we were nine, uh, when they posted this, they're saying they were both 19 now. um, And this is a female and a male cousins. When we were nine, we woke up and suddenly we were being introduced as cousins. So one to eight, this person's mother is taking her and her cousin, quote unquote, Around and introduce, and they look alike, introducing them to everyone as twins. And then they turned nine, and all of a sudden, that no, that's your cousin. Hmm. Now it gets weirder. So they wake up suddenly; they're being introduced as cousins, his hair color, and hairstyle. So they're they're saying on their ninth birthday, his hair color and hairstyle changed and so did his eye color instead of blue eyes he has brown eyes all right now now Is this bef- the
1: cousin that changed or the, the it's or the
0: cousin changed? the male okay. cousin okay. all of a sudden has different colored hair weird. it was cut differently and mm-hmm. the eye color has changed as well Now, before they were the same age, all of a sudden, ninth birthday hits, now she's four months older than he is. We still have the exact same attitude, the exact same issues with anger problems and moodiness, but everyone besides the family members, so the family members all now are like, oh, you're cousins, but everyone besides the family still... Continue to ask if they're twins. So, whenever they meet them together, they're like, Are you guys twins? Huh. And up to the age of eight or almost nine, they were introduced to everyone as twins. And her cousin referred to her mother as mom and ostensibly lived together. Right? But now all of a sudden they're cousins. And now all of a sudden he's different. That's weird. And now they're four months apart in age instead of the same age. But everyone that they meet still goes, You guys are you guys are twins, right?
1: What the heck?
0: So as you can imagine, we began questioning my mom. She swore up and down we had never been twins before. And that both her and my aunt were both pregnant with the two of them. Um, And the only difference in us now was our hair color, hairstyle, eyes, and birthday. But everything else about them, the way they act, the way they talk, is the same. We have literally spent the last 10 years talking about this and how weird it was... To just wake up to something completely different one day. We swear up and down that we had once been identical. But our moms say we never were. We've spent ten years creeped out and confused but trying to talk about it. I don't know, man. This shit is weird.
1: That's really weird.
0: Right? If, If that is true, hypothetically allegedly (laughs) with finger quotes
1: could be that their mom is just messed up
0: well yeah but like that's the thing like i don't i don't know how you go through like okay yes there's lots of factors that could be they're like okay maybe his mother couldn't be around right things happen you know, you see that kind of stuff all the time. Okay. Somebody gets into some unfortunate situations. I'm not saying that anybody in this case was in prison or I mean, anything. I'd like but... a little
1: more backstory about the aunt. Well, uh, yeah. Where was she? Do they but, all live together? But What's that's going the thing
0: on? to to be to be completely. And, and the weird part of it is, well, the part that really gets me is not just. Here's one thing to say like, oh, well up until we were nine years old, everybody referred to us as twins. Well, that may have been like a fun little in-the-family thing, like, oh, those are the twins, you know, mm-hmm. because they're always, like, joined at the hip and they act exactly alike and the whole bit. Right. But for her to say that his hair color and his eye color changed the day they turned nine, yeah. that's the part that gets me. That's the part where it's like, well, this isn't just oh, they came to believe like an inside joke mm-hmm. in the family. Yeah. That, oh, those are the twins. Something,
1: Something happened.
0: Something happened. And he and the history changed. All of a sudden, her mother, even though he still calls her mom, is not his mom. Now, the aunt is his mom.
1: That's weird. Yeah. Definitely weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a, It's like uh, it almost feels like um, when they talk about like, you know, you, when you get the people to talk about the alien replacements you know, like,
1: oh, oh they yeah. replaced him with
0: a clone. <laughs> <laughs> that's, his, that's his clone replacement. Thanks, Biden.
1: <laughs> I mean... <laughs>
0: so what uh what do you have what's your what's your next oh,
1: golly. one found some good ones today um
0: well you something okay all
1: right so here's uh from the glitch in the matrix reddit oh,
0: okay which 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 falls in line with this because mm-hmm. uh you know yeah, simulation in the theory matrix simulation theory is 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 uh falls in line with uh all the other uh theories about liminal spaces and things like that because the idea being you know if we're all walking around in some constructed reality you know um what are what are the possibilities there you know and, and is it something that we somehow uh consciously or unconsciously control or is it being controlled by some outside force
1: yeah i don't i don't buy the whole simulation theory thing because first of all i feel like if it is a simulation they could do a much better job (laughs) i mean come on like why do we have to pay taxes and why just why but then the other thing is, if it is, you know, if we are in the Matrix, like, I would totally choose to live in the Matrix in ignorant bliss.
0: Yeah, what's the, the meme I just the saw today? World the real world. You get, you get a free tube, free goo, yeah. they kill you. It's great. Yeah, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, the real world, it's all, like, dark and nasty and apocalyp post-apocalyptic, I can't talk. Post-apocalyptic. Post,
0: post-elliptical.
1: post
0: Pocahontaliptic.
1: <laughs> I don't want to live in that. I want to live in the in the simulation. Yeah. But I, I would like an upgrade, maybe. Like, come on. Get it together. Yeah. Machine elves.
0: You'd be like Joey Pants. You'd be like, I want a steak. <laughs> and I want lots of money.
1: That's <laughs> right. That's right. Anywho. Okay. So this was posted by Goonzu. I saved my own life twenty-five years ago.
0: Oh, here we go
1: now here I've
0: seen this video <laughs>
1: <laughs> now this is a dream one, but i kinda I kind of buy it. okay. I once had a weird dream where I was driving home and listening to some oldies. It was raining a bit, and the wind was quite heavy after a while, I saw a heavily damaged car on the left side of the road. The driver must have hit a tree. I stopped my car to call the ambulance and went to look for the driver. It was a woman in her mid-twenties with short, curled, blonde hair. She was unconscious, and there was some blood. She wasn't breathing, so I dragged her out of the car to give her first aid. After a while, I heard the sirens of the ambulance. I shortly looked in the direction of where the ambulance was coming, and then back to the woman. She suddenly had her eyes wide open and a look of total terror in her face. The dream then ended there. Some weeks ago, we celebrated my 25th birthday. I got some awesome presents, but one was very special. My uncle made a photo collage of my family. He found them in an old box, as he mentioned. I already had some shots, so I decided to put it in the corner of my room uh, with the other presents. When I was about to leave the room, the collage fell over, so I turned back to arrange it properly. While doing so, I glanced over the photos. I've never seen old pictures of my parents before, so I was quite curious after all. There was a wedding photo of my parents. I recognized my dad. He looked really sharp in his suit. Next to him was a lady. She was gorgeous and pregnant. It looked like she had some wounds and or scars at her arm and at her neck. Then it all kicked in. She was the woman I dragged out of the car to give first aid to. My whole body trembled. I immediately ran to my dad to ask what happened back then. He told me she had a car accident 25 years ago. When the ambulance and police arrived, she laid on the street, and a man ran away from her body. The doctor told my dad if my mother didn't get first aid in that situation, she may have lost her unborn child because of the lack of oxygen. I was still trembling at this moment and could not get a single word out of my mouth. After some time, I just went back to my party guests, but I wasn't like celebrating anymore. It was all so fucking weird.
0: That is weird
1: is weird
0: that is weird i will say you know gotta, gotta i gotta put my because i am I'm, I'm very famous for telling people um I, i'm like the poster in x files i want to believe but i but you have to show me you know and, and i believe in the the power like the, the dreams you can tap into other things Is there some chance that they heard that story when they were little and don't remember, you know, hearing that story at at a family function, being told that story, and then later on it came up subconsciously as a
1: dream? Well, he claims he never saw a picture of his mom when she was young. Or maybe he, maybe it wasn't him, but he was tapping into that moment in time whoever that person was Mm -hmm.
0: it's a it's it's odd it's a weird one it's a weird one i'll give it to you
1: i'll
0: grant you that
1: well thanks
0: so but (laughs) i i want to believe but i also think that that we always can't just believe everything you know it's like you got to treat it like you treat an exorcism have they been checked by a doctor first? <laughs> Before we think it's some hoary demon of the netherworld. Have they been checked by a doctor first? Um, okay, so my next one was posted by... And I'm not going to bother spelling this. Farutapal. Uh, uh, Farutapal705. <laughs> And and they called this one "Visitor from the Looking Glass," and I thought this one was super super cool. Um, sounds totally made up, <laughs> but uh, I, I I love the idea that something like this could happen, and so I'm willing to I'm willing to uh, stretch my foot over the line of disbelief a little bit. Uh, six years ago. I had a most unusual visitor. Not that I knew him or ever met him, considering he wasn't human. But I'm getting ahead of myself, he says. (laughs) In 2016, I was getting ready to watch the presidential elections. I had a friend who was working, but was about to get off and join me. As I was preparing our snacks, my phone started ringing. Assuming it was her, I moved over to answer it. As I hit the receive button, my phone did a bright flash, almost blinding me. Thinking I hit the flashlight part, I tried to go to my menu to turn it off, but the phone wouldn't respond, and another flash hit my eyes. Uh, turning my head, I rubbed my eyes as a deep, soft voice gasp They used too many adjectives there. Replying, What are you? Thinking my friend could hear me, I responded, Now, why he thought the girl that he was expecting to come over and watch the election with him had that deep, soft voice, (laughs) I don't know. But, uh, thinking my friend could hear me, I responded, Currently blinding myself, apparently, but never mind that, are you, and about to maybe ask, are they coming or what. As I lifted my phone again to ask if they were on their way, my words died upon my lips, as on my screen was this oddly formed man. His skin a very light purple. In place of ears, they looked like butterfly wings. His eyes were a fully blue color, and looking as perplexed and as shocked as I was. Now, he actually says this. I think this is artistic license. What in blazes? (laughs) I'm sorry, is this some kind of cosplay or prank my friend put you up to? My mind was trying to logic all this out as this person looked confused. "'He politely responded, "'I assure you, I do not know your friend. "'I am called Ambassador Lin, and you are?' "'After babbling, still trying to get my bearings "'on who or what I was looking at, "'I told him my name, then asked, "'Pardon me if I sound rude, but what are you?' "'The screen started flickering, "'and it seems Lin was having some difficulty "'on his end as well. "'He spoke rather quickly now.' "'Would seem fate is bringing our conversation to an end. "'Listen to me. "'I will search for a means to contact you again. "'Would seem you are from an interstellar planet our people have yet to explore. "'No, you're very beautiful, and I will—' The screen went black, as I dumbly sat there looking at it, "'never knowing what else he could have said. "'I did not tell my friend what happened— As she stopped in later to watch the elections with me, I felt crazy, and I certainly thought I might come across crazy if I told her. It's been six years now, and no contact from Lynn. I still don't have an explanation of what happened. Hopefully, he and I will meet again. Now, it's an alien thing, but the reason I picked this is because... The way that it happened is such that, is it possible that in that moment, somehow an energy field or something, some lines crisscrossed, and what he assumes to have been an alien, and what it seems the other person on the other end thought he was an alien, is it possible that what he actually saw was a doorway his phone became the liminal space. Right. Opening up a doorway to another reality or another dimension. Huh. You know. Um, and then he was able to speak to this person.
1: That's crazy. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Ambassador Lin.
1: Ambassador Lin. If I had to read that a second like an time, animal. I would have
0: made him sound like George Takei. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I am called Ambassador Lynn. And you are? <laughs> oh oh my. my. What are you?
1: <laughs> yeah, that fits. That works.
0: So, because I'm a big believer in that. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming more and more a big believer in that the UFO alien phenomena isn't, um, if you believe it's something other than us, because there are the people that think, oh, this is like, oh, UFOs are just all military stuff and they don't want to tell us and things like that. But I'm, I'm a believer that more and more that these are not the, the physics, the little I understand of physics as a former theater major, the little I understand of physics. Kind of precludes the kind of travel that you would need to do to get from these distant reaches to here unless you doctor whoed that thing and went into either a pocket dimension or you were completely from another dimension, then you could cover seemingly great distances like they were nothing mm-hmm. um And so that's why I have a tendency to feel like almost as if his phone became this strange portal between here and there, you know. And they're just, of course, assuming, like, oh, you're an alien, you know, because we have this kind of prosaic notion of what aliens should be.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So. Neat.
0: What you got? Lay it on me. I can dig it.
1: This one I've seen posted a few times, like I've seen it in different places, and it's really creepy. So this was also from the Glitch in the Matrix Reddit. Alright, still freaks me out to this day, and I've never told anyone this except my girlfriend. So I guess a little context is in order. My girlfriend and I had been together about a year at the time, never had big problems, we are both pretty relaxed people. Never had a big fight, never had trust issues, the whole shenanigan.
0: <laughs> I, love it. I love it when people use use the wrong colloquialism, you know, for, for...
1: The whole shenanigan. The whole
0: shenanigan. Okay.
1: So one day I was out in front of my apartment building smoking a cigarette. This was before we lived together. I had seen her the night before, had a nice dinner, gone out to a bar, then gone to my place, after which she took a taxi home. So as I'm standing out in front of my apartment building, she pulls up in a taxi. I wasn't expecting her and was pleasantly surprised to see her. I put out my cigarette, smiled, and walked up, saying something like, Hey, what are you doing here? In a very friendly way. She scours at me and slaps me square across the jaw. Obviously, I'm dumbfounded and at a loss for words, so I just kind of looked at her She never said anything, just barged past me into the building. I followed her up to my apartment, asking her what happened the whole way. She goes into my apartment, grabs her bag and some of her stuff she left there, throws a few things at me, breaking a glass or two and knocking down a bunch of stuff on a shelf. She calls me a pig, says she knows everything, and that I've broken her heart. I'm trying to figure out what's going on, obviously, and she stops on her way out when I touch her sleeve, glares at me, and slaps me. She tells me something like, I hope I never see you again, and walks out. I followed her to the street, and she got in her cab and drove off. The street was pretty empty. This was maybe 8 or 9 a.m., and I watch her drive off. At this point, I'm just lost for words, scared, and sad. Then as I'm watching the cab drive away, someone hugs me around my waist from behind. I turn around, and it's her in running clothes. She was wearing heels and a leather jacket before, and I went completely pale. She said hi in her usual happy-go-lucky tone, then noticed my look and said, what's wrong? I spun around, no taxi. It had literally driven away five seconds earlier. No way it could have turned in that time, and all the lights were red. I didn't say anything to her, just ran upstairs. Her bag was gone. Things were still broken. My door's still wide open. So then I told her. We were both momentarily confused. There's no way I could have mixed her up with someone else, and she's an only child. We had security check the cameras, and sure enough, me following a girl to my apartment. The angles weren't great, and the film wasn't great quality, but it was pretty easy to see me and my face. But hers was always hard to make out. Looked a hell of a lot like her, but never a clear shot. No way it was the same girl. Still creeps me the fuck out, and we don't talk about it. Um... There's an edit. Someone in the comments made me realize I should add a follow-up of this. We did file a police report. They came, gathered up all the broken stuff, found only my fingerprints and my girlfriend's on them. Same with my door. This girl got into my building herself, which means she knew my door code. Her typing it in is on the footage. I just hope I never see her again.
0: Yeah, I actually, I heard that story already.
1: Yeah.
0: Um... That was actually on. Uh, uh, I heard the guy tell it on Radio Rental, oh. and um, yeah, and That's the a good one. the weirdest part of it is, and, and he and he, I will also say that um, I heard a secondary snippet of the interview they did with him, and he actually uh, says he's like he's a total totally skeptical person he rarely believes any crazy stuff doesn't believe in ghosts doesn't believe in ufos doesn't believe in any of that stuff and he's like if you came and you told me this story i would tell you that you're either crazy making it up or there's something wrong with you Mm -hmm. he's like so i know how this sounds and he's like so i don't i don't require anybody to believe me I don't right. I don't ask for anything I don't uh, he's like you can call me a, call me a liar he's like if it was on the if the shoe was on the other foot I would probably call you a liar all I can say is it happened to me um but believe it or not
1: mm-hmm. and
0: right. uh, yeah and they dusted for fingerprints and they dusted the keypad
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the only fingerprints on that keypad were his and and his girlfriends yeah.
1: It's really weird.
0: And they know for a fact she touched the keypad. Because that's on the, when the the cops came. And actually, um, he he adds her dad is a cop. So he was the Mm -hmm. one they called first. And he had a couple officers come over. But um, they very clearly on the video saw her use the keypad. But there's no other fingerprints other than theirs on it.
1: Yep. He says uh, he had a conversation with a family friend who's a professor at Columbia. Um, Hypothetically, (laughs) what his theory would be if this happened. And one of his explanations was somehow a mirror of our world running a nearly identical timeline folded over ours or collided with ours temporarily. Maybe she saw me at the bar the night before with another girl. His girlfriend, not seeing her face, and decided to break up with me the next morning, coming to my apartment, then the amount of a disturbance that resulted in caused our two worlds to break apart right as she drove away. Possible.
0: Yeah, and I mean, uh, it it sort of like goes along with like, so if you, there's a couple different um, ideas of what uh, multiple realities would look like. But, I kind of like the idea that, like, if you start to get into, like, higher dimensions of reality. Like, it's that whole kind of that, that old uh, shtick of, you know, from uh, True Detective, you know, time is a flat circle or a flat disk or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, when you, if you remove yourself and go so many dimensions higher than the dimensions, the, the four dimensions that we live in, because we, we live in the you know, three dimensions that everybody knows, and then there's also time, you know, is our fourth dimension. If you go above that, just like a two-dimensional surface to us looks flat, if you go above the fourth dimension of time, our entire reality, our entire existence looks flat to somebody looking at it from that level. So then, this kind of ties in for me, being that I'm not a scientist. I just love to think about creepy, weird shit. It ties into me the idea of like string theory and stuff like that, that you have all these, like, almost as if there's all these, like, sheets of reality, these, like, two dimensional, imagine as two dimensional curtains of reality all hanging next to each other. And every once in a while, you know. A little breeze ruffles one of those curtains, Mm -hmm. and it touches the one next to it. And so for that brief instant, he existed in a world where his girlfriend and a girlfriend from an alternate reality where they broke up that day existed in the same place at the same point in time. I think that is super weird. Really weird super weird and especially because he has police reports and things and the that stuff can... was
1: still broken well in yeah the apartment it yeah wasn't he didn't do like... that himself
0: yeah there's a woman on the camera
1: yeah you know like sometimes people will see things and then they'll look away and then it's back to normal yeah but this like actually affected his real reality
0: yeah and he was very clear um, you know, yeah. he's like, No, it was my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He's like, I know what my girlfriend looks like. Yeah. And he's like, The woman that came into the apartment was my girlfriend.
1: Right. And when he says no way it was the same girl, he means there's no way she could have like yeah, changed she did real quick. time.
0: the, the of of time he, he's like, he's like, it was of the space of five seconds yeah. at most.
1: Right.
0: Like I'm watching... The taxi and as the taxi starts to like merge with other yeah. traffic she grabs me from behind
1: yeah
0: you know and when I look up I can't make out where the taxi is now
1: it's gone he said you know yeah.
0: so yeah really crazy and you know and he, and he he actually doubted her he you know he went as far as to go that you know like the most implausible things. Like, mm-hmm. do you have a twin that you never told me <laughs> right. about? yeah. And, you know, you're like pranking me or something because, you know, it's not funny now. Mm-hmm. Like, this is weird now. Like, what's going on? And she's like, and she's just as upset, mm-hmm. if not more so than he is because initially she thought he was like screwing around on her. Right. She was mad to begin with. <laughs> you know? And then come to find out when she saw the footage on the camera. She got like really upset, really shook up. And um yeah, it was that's a that's a definite definite creep out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah. Alright. So now we're gonna move to uh something weird happened on March twenty second, twenty twenty two. And that's Posted by, a person goes by ConnectPresence7321. This person says, at approximately 2.50 p.m. on March 22nd, 2022, my husband and I had the oddest experience you can, parentheses, possibly imagine. We came out of our garage where our office is set up. It opens into the kitchen, and I walked in behind him. He was already at the refrigerator with his back to me, and I was halfway in the kitchen. Without warning, it felt like something hit me in the back of the thighs. Next thing I know, it was like the world tilted. The floor seemed to have tilted to an almost 90 degree angle and all I could do was lean forward to keep from falling. At the same time, I noticed my husband lurch forward and grab hold of the fridge. I was concentrating on staying upright, so I only half noticed this. Slowly, after about 30 seconds or so, so third for 30 seconds, she's feeling like the floor is trying to go 90 degrees underneath her. And her husband seems to be experiencing the same thing. After 30 seconds, the floor seemed to fix itself, and I could stand up fully. I saw my husband finally let go of the fridge door, and he turned to me. I was kind of out of breath, but I asked him if he was okay. He said, yeah, but I thought I was going to fall flat on my face there for a minute. I looked at him, shocked. I asked him what he meant. He replied with, It felt like something hit the back of my legs, and I was flung forward, and I couldn't stand up. It was like the floor was slipping out from me. For several days afterward, we could still feel where something hit us on the back of our legs. Ever since then, things have seemed, quote, off. Except for my husband and children and dog are concerned, once close relationships, seem weird. So she's saying like their family's okay, but it's like all of a sudden her friends are weird. Things are off. Things we once loved to do, we don't anymore, and have been replaced with other things. It's like a complete 180 took place. Any ideas? Glitch in the Matrix? What could that have been? We both experienced at the same time. I remember hearing what sounded like a distant, muffled boom right before as well. Has anyone else experienced anything like this? So this person saying they were coming in, going to the refrigerator, and all of a sudden it felt, for both of them, like the backs of their legs got hit with something, and then the floor was tilting. So much so that the... The husband was hanging onto the refrigerator just to stay on his feet. And then after 30 seconds, the feeling went away. But after that, things seem strange, off, weird, high strangeness.
1: Yeah, I got nothing. (laughs) That's odd. (laughs) What uh, does anyone in the comments... Have any explanations?
0: Well, um, let me see. So let's see. Um, bu, bu, bu. Oh, uh, so this person has something a little interesting. Uh, they say this is just a theory I heard once, so don't take too much stock in it. It is said when another you in an alternate universe dies they don't truly die but transfer themselves to another them in a different universe what gets me about your story you and your spouse seem to experience some sort of accident in your other (laughs) use perhaps a car accident with them i don't know their last moments formed in your reality as they merged with you both but I mean that's kind of the, That's the pre- premise of a, a Jet Li movie <laughs> yeah. Is that he goes around killing himself In alternate universes <laughs> So that he can get the power of all of himself hmm. From all the other universes Right And be the ultimate super villain
1: Yeah I don't know about that explanation It's weird um, that they both felt like Something hit them in the back of their legs like, Yeah it, to,
0: to me it almost seems like it's as if they, they... They literally... Physically shifted into another... Almost yeah. as if the house... Because they say like, like they're... They say they're like their pets and then and them, like everybody... Like the family, the core family are all okay. Right. They're not different. But the world around them feels just a little... Off. Like all of a sudden they don't do the same things they used to do. Their friends... That they were close with before, they become not close with anymore. Everything seems to change just a little bit, and it's it's almost as if the house like slid into another reality, like collided into another reality where they existed in that house.
1: Yeah, that's freaky.
0: Yeah, 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 real creepy. It's it's very it's low key it's it doesn't have a lot of unnecessary detail you know it it's mm-hmm. it, it, there's a chance total chance it's made up but for a made up reddit story a little tip to anybody who might listen to this that makes up reddit stories that's the trick don't make it too detailed when right. you start when you start to get too deep in the weeds it's like oh you're oh this guy's writing a story this is this is the first no. draft of his novel
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know but if you just put enough in we you know just time place who was there and then what happened you know don't get into like and i remember the car was red because mm-hmm. i commented to him 2 months before when he bought the car how i thought that color red looked so great you know it's yeah. like no like that's Immediate red flag: This is a BS story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. What you what you got for me? All
1: right. Well, let's see. So this one is called "A Night on the Cape." Another okay. glitch in the matrix. Um, we're probably
0: we're probably gonna be this will probably be the last one, and then okay. we'll go into like our biggest story. All
1: right. This is from Niche2013. This story has haunted me for a long time, and I've decided to make a throwaway account to tell it. My friend, Ian, for this story, and I had been on Cape Cod for three days, staying at my grandfather's beach house out on the Elbow. Nothing weird had happened. No drugs, a little drinking, some serious hangovers. This particular night, we started with some gin and tonics with my mother before dinner. Dinner was normal. We had spent the day out meandering, visiting random nearby towns, played golf, and had gone to a batting cage. We started drinking around 11 p.m. By 1 a.m., we had chatted, smoked a few cigarettes, listened to music, the usual. We were drunk, but not hammered, and decided to go outside for one last cigarette before bed. On the way out, we spotted my grandpa's collection of swords and knives on the wall of his garage. Being buzzed, young, and stupid, we decided, fuck it, let's have a sword fight. Smart, right?
0: <laughs> at least it was real swords <laughs> and not the other kind of sword fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: We took a couple swords off the wall and began dueling immediately. A little clanging and a few good laughs later, we found ourselves on the main road. It was empty at this hour, just a street light and the two of us dueling away. This is where things got weird. After a few more minutes of silly sword play, we found ourselves in an intense battle. Soon the battle turned from friendly idiocy to something more intense. I have no idea what started it, but we were really having it out. I lunged, he lunged, things escalated, and it quickly got out of hand. Then out of nowhere, I got the better of him. I'm still not sure how it happened, but my final attack ended up being much more than I had bargained for. He went pale after my final thrust, and my hands shook as I released the sword, but it didn't hit the ground. I never meant it, but my sword ran straight through his abdomen. I what? stood there in disbelief, what, <laughs> wondering how the fuck this happened. After what seemed like a forever of him moaning and me in shock, I ran for help. I rushed into the house, yelling. My grandfather came out of his room. I told him to call 911. Oh, wait, what, are then... <laughs>
0: what are you two th- gits doing? Where are my swords at? <laughs>
1: Why is he British? I
0: don't know. I just it's, <laughs> I just imagine that's what it would be. Where where did this take place?
1: Cape Cod. A night on Cape Cod.
0: Kate, hey, they could, night there on could the be. Kate. There could be British people in Cape well, Cod. That's
1: true. What
0: well, are you two gits doing out there? It was my soul. <laughs> I then ran back. Get to the my soul out of his guts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I then ran back to the street to stay with Ian until someone arrived. The police showed up first, then an ambulance. After they saw what happened, we were rushed to the hospital and taken to the ICU, where we were split up, and I was forced to wait. After a couple of strenuous hours, a doctor and a policeman entered the waiting room, and I expected the worst. I was right. He had died of massive internal bleeding what? and hemorrhaging his <laughs> liver. <laughs> Hang on! I went outside for a smoke, still trying to comprehend what had happened. Midway through my smoke, a man approached me from behind, asking for a light. I nodded, took out my lighter, and faced the man. The man I faced wasn't whom I was expecting. It was Ian. He looked at me, puzzled at my hesitation and shock. I lit his cigarette, speechless and immensely confused. "'You all right?' he said. I looked around, and we were back on the main street, swords in hand. "'Let's fight, pussy!' He swung his sword around in the air, then smacked me on the arm, jolting me back into reality. I took a drag of my cigarette, picked up my sword, and parried his second swing. I wasn't myself, and he knew it, so we went back to the house, watched TV, and passed out. I didn't tell him what I had seen until years later, and even then he didn't believe me. He still teases me about murdering my best bud and calls me the the swordsman whenever we drink together. And that's my glitch.
0: (laughs) I like it better if they're if they're British rather than, you know. Like where Cape where is Cape Cod? Cape Cod.
1: <laughs> It's in Massachusetts, isn't it? <laughs> you don't even know.
0: We are experts in nothing.
1: <laughs> I'll have to look it up.
0: But you know, it's it's been it. You know, hey, what are you two kids what, it's do, a you know, peninsula I gotta, In Massachusetts. I, I got to do the. the Cape Cod. Park the car in Harvard Yard Yeah, Cape Cad. Hey, what are you two kids doing out there with my swords? <laughs> <laughs> Get my sword out of your friend's abdomen. <laughs> I always knew you were the shitty grandson. <laughs> no, it,
1: it, it's a weird one.
0: It's, 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 odd. It's,
1: true, it's odd. If
0: it's true. It's odd. It's odd. There, you know, there's something to be said for having a dissociative disorder.
1: <laughs> well, the good news is he did not murder his best friend, at least in this reality that he finds himself in.
0: Well, and it raises the question that, um, you know, sometimes uh, there have been numerous stories of people that have those moments of some kind of intuition that allows them to avoid disaster.
1: Right. Maybe he you know kind of in a split second was living out and, well that's possibility.
0: That's the thing. What if what if and this is this is why, you know, I wanted to do this type of show, is just to ask some some of these are going to be completely open ended questions, you know, mm-hmm. that, that don't have answers and I'm okay with that. You know, what if when people have those strange moments of intuition where they, you know, I kind of have this thing where it's like, we love to chalk things up to, you know, oh, they had psychic ability, you know, or it's a ghost, you know, and things like this. And it's like, I want to believe in that stuff. I want to believe that that stuff is possible. However, after all the things that have, that have happened uh, all of the stories, all of these things, you know, I kind of wonder if we can't look maybe to a different source for why that's happening or why that's occurring that, that maybe doesn't have anything to do with, you know, restless spirits or a strange psychic power that somehow can't be, you know, unlike your heart rate or your breathing can't be measured or calculated or detected. It's like, you know, maybe that stuff is out there and maybe that is how it operates. But wouldn't it be cool too if he had actually mentally tapped into through his quantum consciousness...
1: There's that word again.
0: Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Where That he tapped into a reality where that had happened and it was to prevent him from making the same mistake... Yeah. In this reality. You know? That, to me, is kind of cool. Yep. You know? oh, what are you doing out there? Which he even got my sword in his stomach? Sharon! <laughs> Sharon, he's got a sword in his stomach. <laughs> oh,
1: Lord.
0: Okay, so...
1: So you saved the best one for last...
0: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's the the best, but it's a story. Um, basically, to kind of like we've touched on like psychic ability and and the idea that it could be uh, related to interdimensionality. Uh, we've touched on um, UFO phenomena and and the kind of connection there. The only thing we really didn't touch on is cryptids or anything, but. Um, to kind of round it out, I wanted to uh, kind of talk about my own little pet theory that even ghostly phenomena, you know, now obviously there's like the stuff that's, you know, kind of undeniable, you know, when uh, you wake up in the middle of the night and there's like a figure there looking straight at you and like, you know, it says your name or something and when, you know, people who uh, are standing in their kitchen and all the cabinet doors open all at once or things like that. But there are other times that I think that uh, it's sort of like we've... Tr- we, paranormal investigators and stuff have tried to explain things away sometimes. Oh, it's the stone tape theory. You know, that the, somehow the the stones, the wood and the stones and the this and the that of the building somehow soaked up the energy as if they are, you know, a, a Sony cassette deck.
1: You're and, just watching a replay. And you're watching
0: a replay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, is that possible? Uh, well, anything's possible. You know, I'm one of those guys, you know, okay. is it possible? Sure, it's possible. Possible. But... To my mind, what seems to me, to, to my sort of pseudo-sciencey inclinations about, you know, trying to find out, like, how can we prove things? How can we, like, get down to something where we can say, yeah, we have a pretty good idea that this is actually what's happening. For some of these, this phenomena, let's take it to, like, a different... Let's look at it from a different angle. What if it has to do with liminal space? What if it has to do with interdimensionality, alternate reality, things like that? Because that's something where there actually is a little bit of science heading in that direction that could someday maybe prove that that stuff actually happens. The stone tape theory doesn't take us there. You know, you're never going to be able to prove to somebody that, you know, limestone saves right? energy information. You know, you're just, it's not going to fly.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, so for these things that we call, you know, they, they say, oh, it's a residual haunting where it's just something replaying. It's, what if, what if you live in a house where the wall is thin between here and there? And it, if, if we can step through those liminal spaces by accident and step into an alternate reality, who's to say that we couldn't also step into an alternate space-time? You know? Who's to say that we couldn't see a window into... A, if, if everything... Uh, it, it's sort of like the the movie, you know, uh, everything everywhere all at once, right? If in the concepts of, you know, some quantum physics, if everything is happening everywhere all at once, you know, it, and we're, you know, working with these pinpoint, th- you know, that in this space, I've done this again and again, over and over again in all different variations You know, as my particles are doing all the things they're supposed to do, um, finding the different pathways of reality. What if, momentarily, you were able to see something that happened in that same space many, many years before, and not only that, but possibly even, as if stepping through a doorway, interact with it, and then bounce back. Yeah to where you're supposed to be. So this story I feel like kind of encapsulates that feeling. And this has to do with uh the town of Gettysburg. Um as most people know, there's the famous Battle of Gettysburg during the Civil War and um so many stories, uh so many not only the historical stories of the battle, But there have been so many stories from the town of Gettysburg after that of the various hauntings and things happening on the battlefield and in the buildings around the battlefield. Um, I'm not going to get into the history of the Battle of Gettysburg because, I mean, you know, you can go watch the History Channel if you want to learn about the Battle of Gettysburg. All right. There's been movies made about the Battle of Gettysburg. but what great place. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. We've been there, and it's an awesome, awesome place to go, and you really, really get um, a good sense of, it, it's great to go and get a sense of what the, the environment that these guys were having to fight in, you know, that this was, um, you know, it, it's almost kind of like things have flip-flopped. Like, now we see all the images on television every day of urban warfare. And to see these guys having to overcome all these natural elements to fight this battle, you know, and having to scale, you know, rocky hillsides and all this kind of stuff, um, and and where they're just straight out in the open just getting shot at. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very harrowing. But this particular story is about Pennsylvania Hall. And Pennsylvania Hall is uh, on the grounds, uh, within the boundaries of Gettysburg College. Um, uh, In 1863, it was known as Pennsylvania College. And uh, Pennsylvania Hall was constructed in 1837. And it was a large structure and was taken over... ...by the Confederates during the battle. And it was used for a few things, but two of the primary things it was used for was a lookout post, but also as a field hospital. Um, and things have been reported there. Certain nights, uh, students and staff have reported seeing figures of soldiers pacing back and forth... Uh, The descriptions of the men vary, but they they think, oh, maybe it's sentries. You know, the replaying of the images of sentries patrolling the grounds. Um, It says, uh, one student reported that he and his roommate, who lived in a dorm about 50 yards away, saw a shadowy figure in the tower over a period of several nights. Um, On another occasion, a figure was seen to be gesturing wildly, apparently to a student below. Uh, When the student called out, thinking maybe it was somebody trapped up there, somebody in distress, the figure vanished. Um, When security came, they found that the tower was empty. Um, But this uh, really has to do with two administrators, and these two administrators were working on the fourth floor of the building one night, and they're closing up. They're getting ready to leave. There's some of the, the last people out turning off lights and everything. Uh, they get into the elevator. The building actually has an elevator and they get into the elevator, and they hit the button for the first floor so that they can leave for the night. Instead of stopping at the first floor, the elevator goes past the first floor to the basement level. The elevator doors open, and the two administrators don't see the basement as they know it what they see is the blood-spattered operating room of 1863. There's wounded men lying prone on the floor. There's doctors, there's orderlies, they're covered in blood. But the entire scene was completely silent. No sound. But it's there should have been lots of sound from what they're seeing. They're seeing men mouths agape like they're screaming and moaning. Yeah. They're seeing people rushing to and fro with equipment, you know the the to to do uh, amputations. Um, and they're you know they're seeing they're seeing the these scenes, classic scenes of what you would see, people getting legs sawed off. They're they're seeing it right there in front of them, out through these elevator doors. So they're standing there, and they're completely stunned. It's very, very real. And so they start pushing the button. Like, all they can think to do, like, flight kicks in, and they're pushing the button to get the elevator to go back up. And as they're pushing the button to try and get the doors to close and for it to leave, they reported that one of the orderlies that they see moving about the surgical room. It's as if for a moment he looks up and he sees them. Their eyes connect and he looks right at them. And then the doors close and the elevator moves. And uh, and that's the that's the end of the story. They they leave, they get the heck out of there for the night, and then eventually they they tell what they saw. Wow,
1: that's but, crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and to my mind, you know, I think that that's more than a residual. You know that that's not that doesn't in, in that can't be encapsulated as residual haunting. Right. I think to my it's mind a
1: whole scene full of people and and then if that one orderly did see them I mean, like there was some interaction and then to him they were ghosts. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And and that's the thing, you know, to to the people in that moment in that surgical room they're not seeing an elevator they're not seeing the way the, the room the way it is in modern times. Mm-hmm. All he might be seeing is an open doorway right. to a strange little room that he doesn't recognize. Mm-hmm. They're dressed completely different from anyone he's ever seen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's just standing there going, who are they? And then all of a sudden, they just vanish. Yeah. And... You have to imagine. Let's let's say you could jump in the TARDIS and go back to that day. Is there possibly a chance that you would hear some orderly telling another orderly about, you know,
1: yeah. I, I'm Never I'm too stress I'm too
0: stressed it. out. My mind <laughs> is playing tricks on me. <laughs> I need some relief. I need to take a break. Go get a drink. I saw two men standing in a strange little room right there. <laughs> you know? Like, you know, that, that person, that may have actually happened. We write it off as it's a, it's ghosts. But what if they actually were there? They saw them, that orderly saw the two People in the elevator, but that orderly wrote it off like, "Well, I'm, I'm just I, I i'm i'm traumatized from everything that's going on, right? And, and uh, I'm having delusions, you know."
1: That'd be so cool. <laughs> what?
0: what would be so cool?
1: take an elevator and open it opens up and you're like i mean it wouldn't be so cool to see you know amputations happening in gettysburg but to see another time in history and, and something i think so incredible
0: and i think i think too like there's there's something about the fact that it was silent
1: yeah that's weird too
0: You know, like you could like, I know there's people out there that would just, they, they want to like say, oh, that, well, you know, it's ghostly phenomena, it's ghostly phenomena. You know, they, people were seeing other ghosts there and and this, that, and the other thing. And, and my thing is, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I believe in ghosts. It's not like I don't believe in ghosts. It's that, uh, this just has a different feel. It's like the idea that those doors opened and the scene was set yeah. and everything like the that that it wasn't the it wasn't like they they it opened and there was the basement and in the basement there were some doctors and some orderlies and some wounded men the doors opened and it was the field hospital
1: yeah
0: you know what i mean to me that's different that has a different little feel to it you know, but so that's that's what we're talking about. That's the kind of stuff.
1: That's the whole shenanigan.
0: That's the whole shenanigan right there. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and then at one point they use the word "scour." She scoured at me. You scour <laughs> a, a pot or a pan. You scowl at someone, right. like I and I, I'm not going to spend our entire time like correcting redditors okay I don't want to start that down that path but guys guys if, if you're gonna use certain certain words please know how to use them
1: <laughs> yeah do, do you find that exacerbating
0: <laughs> yes totally exacerbating <laughs> but uh, but yeah so this is what we're talking about, and we're going to get into to bigger things. You know, we will still come back to, you know, we'll have uh, many episodes where we talk about these little small stories. Um, you know, I'm not sure if it's going to be every episode, but it'll, you know, we're definitely going to come back to this because that's the whole idea behind this is to kind of reach out into this world of the weird and the strange, and the unusual, and to let you guys realize that this stuff is not too far removed from you. Um, that, that you can literally just get on an elevator and all of a sudden take a ride to a place you never thought you'd end up. Um, and you're going to think you're crazy, and the people you tell are going to think you're crazy. But I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think you're crazy. I think that it's totally possible that that happened to you. And so, along those lines, if anybody within the sound of our voices has their own strange or unusual story, please send it to our email. Uh, It's liminalunlimited at gmail.com That's L-I-M-I-N-A-L unlimited liminal unlimited at gmail.com send us your weird stories and it, it doesn't even if you just have a a UFO story or a ghost story or any kind of strange story
1: near-death experiences
0: near-death experiences anything we may not use it but if it fits in line with the what we're talking about is these kind of strange, pathways and portals and doorways to other places of experience and other realities and things like that, um, we're definitely going to talk about it. And also we have a, a Twitter, the Liminal Unlimited Podcast Twitter, at <laughs> Liminal <Unlimapod. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> You can find us there too. Just search "Liminal Unlimited (laughs) Podcast." Don't don't search for "Lemon Unlimited."
1: Lemon Unlimapod.
0: Lemon Unlimapod. (laughs) Lemon
1: Unlimapod. I didn't come up with that. But you
0: can you can also leave your (laughs) stories there if they fit within the two hundred and forty characters. You can leave your stories there as tweets, and we would love to hear from you. Um, We don't have a website yet. Maybe that's in the cards coming up soon. Um, We're starting small and building from here. Um, We can do
1: a Facebook page.
0: We might do a Facebook page. I don't know. We might do that. Um, But for right now, um, you can find us on uh, Spotify and on Audible and on YouTube. Um, We're going to eventually be on uh, Apple Podcasts and... um, and maybe on iHeartRadio, we're working on uh, that. But for right now, Spotify and Audible and YouTube, those are the places to be. And um, But we really thank you for listening. And we really look forward to meeting with you again on this side of the reality boundary. I don't have a good outro yet. I got to work <laughs> on that.
1: Yeah, you got to come up with something.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Jenny, do you have anything to say in closing?
1: No, this was really fun. It's different. I mean, this this is what married people do now after 12 years. You do a podcast together. (laughs) It's neat. It's fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now you sound like the NPR ladies. (laughs) Good times. Good times.
1: (laughs) This was very informative.
0: (laughs) There you go. Well, alright. Well, thanks again for listening and join us again. Uh, I guess uh, we haven't even decided on how often we're going to drop these. We'll figure that out. (laughs)
1: Every day.
0: So it might be next week. It might be in two weeks. We'll have to see. But we'll let you know. (laughs) And uh, thank you for joining us here on Liminal Unlimited. Bye.